Here's a message from Ken Lavica. What if I told you there was actual football being played in college football? Stone the Banowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my dirt theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is. It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Theo Stone, I need you guys to weigh in on something that's been weighing on my soul over the last 24 hours or so. And I don't know if this is because I'm hard out or I've hit my Michigan peak and I'm redlining. I feel nothing. I mean nothing. I mean dead inside about the Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, Connor Stallions, cheating scandal. I don't feel anger. I don't feel despair. I don't feel as if I've been wronged as a college football fan. I don't feel supportive of Michigan. I legitimately feel nothing as if I'm I'm hopped up on antidepressants and I don't have feelings any longer does this make me a failed sports talk radio host if I feel nothing in this debate culture about Michigan Jim Harbaugh Connor Stallions and the science stealing scandal I personally think it just makes you a person that doesn't have a great sense of humor because I still think the thing is flat out hilarious. I, I mean, I'm learning of his new businesses. I'm learning of his connection with the starting uh, Michigan running back. Like every new detail to me is like a new present on Christmas morning. I want to unwrap it. I want to get into the depths of it. And I'm loving the journalism that is uh, profusely pulling out all these details when it comes to Connor Stallions. I mean, even the name. How do you not get up for that? Stone, am I a shell? Am I a, a hollowed-out sports husk because I feel nothing about this? Absolutely not. I almost commend you for it. I, I don't feel anything either. I, I like what we're doing. Like Theo said, I like the things that are coming about with this, and I like the conversation that I know we're going to get into today. Like we're wearing cameras and glasses yeah. and dressing up in central Michigan gear. Like That is objectively humorous. You're right. And I, and I think my favorite part so far, Theo's was kind of the Blake Corm situation, right, where it was Blake Corm housing LLC. Who knows what business they're trying to run. My favorite thing was that in the Naval Academy, he, he majored in code breaking. I, I think that's one of the parts of the story that everyone needs to start to understand. Like, this was his plan all along. Like, there are some bits and pieces that I think are actually really, really cool about the gamesmanship side of this. I feel a little something because I like it. I enjoy it. I, I want to meet this Connor guy. Here's where I am emotionless now and desperately hoping that this sign-stealing scandal just dissipates into the ether. I don't care about punishments. I don't care about uh, scorn. I don't care about revenge and moral high horses. And this is why. Because I log on to ESPN.com yesterday. And what do I find? Reportedly, Rutgers and Ohio State handed Purdue their own coaches' observations and the signs they stole from Michigan during the year and just gave it to Purdue before the Big Ten championship game last year. 
How is that not equal, if not more advanced than Connor Stallions rounding up a bunch of cell phone toting fools, buying tickets for them, and having them rack up four hours of footage on their iPhone 8 and then bringing it back and pouring through all that footage. It's literally handed to Purdue, yet we're going to sit here and we're going to castigate Michigan and Jim Harbaugh simply because they're arrogant, we don't like them, and Jim Harbaugh is a fun target to throw darts at. And I think that is where this has lost me. We're going to sit here and punish Michigan when, as I've been saying and you've been saying and Theo, you've been saying for weeks, anybody worth a damn in college football is cheating. And if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And uh, all of these teams that want to sit here and proclaim how, uh, how, how morally correct they are and they follow the letter of the law, they're doing the same thing just in a less brash manner and more behind the scenes. Bleep off. Well, here's the thing, Ken. Um, in sports, and really in life, I guess, in general, you don't get in trouble for cheating. You get in trouble for getting caught cheating. Correct. And if if the way that you got caught cheating is as hysterical and, and hilarious as the way that Michigan's getting caught stealing, I think it's worth all of the headlines. I think it's worth more headlines and more scrutiny because it's just flat-out funny. It feels like the way that uh, they would cheat or steal signs in like an episode of Tom and Jerry, not like a professional college football team. Like it's kind of funny. You you have Michigan with an army of of young people with cell phones sitting in the stands filming opposing sidelines. You have Connor Stallions with CIA camera glasses on, like something you see out of a James Bond film or Spy Kids, more of Stone's era of uh, movie consumption. <laughs> then What's so you funny have, over there? <laughs> I don't know. I Spy don't Kids know. is a damn good movie I, series. I just... <laughs> what I are you laughing was, at? I thought it was funny that he brought up Spy Kids for you. And and he gets James Bond in his era. What's my era then like? I would body Ken and you in James Bond on the GameCube right now, like no hesitation. I think the video gold game has member? nothing to do with it. Yes, you're not. You're not. Not gold members. It's something. Else. No, it's gold members. It's our job. Going the hat, slicing the hat. Come on, bro, now. I was nice with it, bro. I don't Every know. time they put that that theme music on on Ooh. the home team, I get flashbacks of how I used to just run through all my friends on on James. But Bond. again. I apply, I apply James Bond 007 Ooh. to the movies. You guys apply to <laughs> video games. Point taken. Point right? taken. Uh, so, so I don't understand how all of this stuff, though, is, is more vile and more helpful to Michigan and provides more of a competitive advantage than Purdue being whole-ass handed coaching observations and the signs from the Michigan sideline from the actual coaching staffs that played against them free of charge. Hey, Purdue, here you go. We're petty. Here you go. Here you go, Purdue. I, I, it's, it's to me, that's a much more efficient and much more competitive advantage conducive way to play college football. I'm done with it. Enough of this crap. And what the Big Ten's going to do, and this Tony Petiti guy, their commissioner, he's, he, he is, is 
cowering to public pressure because, oh, victim Big Ten schools, they don't win enough. And so now they're going to fall. And I'm not a Jim Harbaugh defender. Could not care less about Michigan. I think it's funny when bad things happen to Michigan. It was hilarious to me when they lost to TCU. But now we're just taking pot shots at Jim Harbaugh because we don't like him. It's it's easy to make uh, Michigan this evil entity and all these poor, poor Big Ten opponents. They've been so wrong. Please, please, Daddy Big Ten, punish the big, bad Michigan. That's what this is turning into when all of the minnows in the Big Ten pond are doing the same damn crap. It's embarrassing. It's truly embarrassing, and it's taking away from from everything good on the field, unique on the field, striking on the field with college football this year. And honestly, Stone, I think Lewis Riddick said it best on Get Up because it sounds to me that Lewis Riddick is is about as done with the sign-stealing facade, this circus, as I am. Here's Lewis Riddick on sign-stealing on Get Up. When it comes to sign stealing, look, going back to the early 2000s when I was still involved in personnel in the NFL, before they had coach-to-player communications put into the helmet for defensive players in particular, I mean, sign stealing was a normal part of the protocol when it came to advanced scouting, and teams knew it, everyone accepted it, everyone knows it. Look, I have, I have information at my home of what other teams did as far as what their signals were, and it was something that was actively used as games went along, and it was perfectly legal to do so. Now, if you then want to juxtapose that with what's going on here, look, the rules need to be obviously adhered to. If there were some protocols that were broken as far as advanced scouting procedures and you weren't allowed to send guys to games, whether or not Jim knew about it, he's going to have to take the fall for it. If they prove, in fact, that's what happened, whether or not you knew about it or not, it still falls under your purview and you're going to face the consequences Fine. Go ahead. Throw the book at him. Just make sure that it's ironclad as far as what the rules are. Don't have them be ambiguous. Don't leave them open to interpretation that you can then selectively apply it based upon what your own personal feelings are about the situation. Make sure it's something that you can uniformly go ahead and put and apply to everyone. But I'll tell you this. People need to stop getting up in arms about this whole, oh, my God, people are stealing signals. I mean, come on now. Come on, get, be serious. Are we supposed to now, you know, next not allow teams to go ahead and, like, watch tape of the opposing team also? That information is out there. If, you, if you're allowed to go to a football game and scout another team, like you used to be able to in the NFL, right. and be able to, like, have a binoculars, look at the opposing team sideline, see what signals they're putting in there in terms of, you know, what personnel they're sending into the game and what kind of defenses they're running. And you're... If you're allowed to do that and take down that information and everyone's doing it, then fine. Just make sure the rules are very clear and they can be objectively applied to everyone. Yeah. Well said. And that's really well said by a guy infinitely smarter than me. And here's my biggest issue with this. It's not selfishly me just feeling dead inside at any mention of Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and Connor Stallions now. It's that this along with constant conference realignment talk and the death of the Pac-12 and the conference commissioners meeting where I'm at in Chicago tomorrow to discuss whether or not they should continue revenue payouts to a group of five teams that are coming into the Power Five, like SMU next year with the ACC. All of that stuff has completely overshadowed the fact that there are college football storylines all over the place. And I'll say this too, all of that other nonsense, I think has affected us 
from going as in-depth into college football as we would have liked on this show. And in retrospect, that drives me crazy. I mean, guys, think about it. We have a Florida State team that right now is in the midst of strolling into the college football playoff. And there's no buzz around it. There's no buzz around it. Now, I don't know if it's because Florida State has really had an easy last kind of three weeks, and I don't see Miami being able to to, to put up any sort of offensive uh, ability to hang with them this weekend. But Florida State is having one of the most uh, meh runs to a college football playoff berth that I can remember, Theo. It's it's just sort of happening. We know it's happening, and it's just sort of uh, it's just sort of sort of floating past us. And hey, there's Florida State. We haven't really gotten hardcore into it. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like the hype around Florida State was even bigger in the offseason, was bigger when we were anticipating what the Seminoles could do. Now that they're just going out there and doing it, it's uh, it's kind of gotten a little monotonous. And I think part of the problem with that is that the rest of the ACC has let Florida State down. Like They're not making it interesting at all, the push that Florida State's making. Clemson's bad. Miami's bad. Like We can't even get up for Florida State-Miami this weekend unless you're just like rooting for the demise of Mario Cristobal or something. I, I I honestly, I look in-state, okay? You've got Florida State that appears to be on the precipice of going to the college football playoff. You've got Miami, who has a quarterback who went from Heisman candidate. Alabama wanted to reportedly pay him millions to come play quarterback for them. Uh, a guy who was a, a, a projected first-round draft pick, and now Stone Tyler Van Dyke has forgotten how to play the position. He can't stop throwing interceptions. He's unsure of himself. Canes fans are asking for him to be benched before the game against Florida State and to replace him a guy who you can't trust to throw more than seven and a half yards downfield. The, the the mystery of Tyler Van Dyke is if we were in a regular college football world where it's just not nonsense taking all the headlines, we'd be talking about the curious case of Tyler Van Dyke ad nauseum. And let's not forget, guys, Billy Napier at Florida sat there and watched his team lose at home to Arkansas in overtime for the first time ever. Arkansas goes to Gainesville and picks up a win over the Gators. You have two programs right now in a critical situation with a lot of questions to be answered and another one that is seemingly just strolling, skipping its way into the college football playoff. That is extremely interesting. That is, is for me, juicy storylines with college football that we're not covering because of Connor Stallions and Jim Harbaugh and NIL and conference realignment. So today, damn it, I say we are going to actually talk some college football. We are going to focus on what matters and here's what I want to do. You at 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, you tell us your personal biggest storyline in college football. Let's make things right because we have been caught up in the minutia of the nonsense of college football and things that don't matter this year. The things that the carnival barkers in the sports media just want to debate. Let's actually talk about what you want to talk about with college football. 888 3776 and for me I still go back to Tyler Van Dyke and what the hell happened to him because right now he's not even draftable he's probably a a rookie free agent in the NFL if things were to conclude for him in his college career today I don't know if he's 
too injured. I don't know if he's lost confidence. I don't know if Shannon Dawson, Mario Cristobal have completely squashed his confidence, but the guy flat out can't play quarterback anymore. Listen, I love the text message that you sent my <clears throat> me and Theo last weekend. It was following the NC State loss, which, by the way, the quarterback that the Wolfpack started mm. is now taking his red shirt. So now for Miami fans, you took a loss to oh. a kid who was just jammed in there to play one week and continued to be redshirted. Yeah. So it's one of the most embarrassing losses I think Miami's ever taken, and that says a lot. But you sent us a text last weekend that I really it hit me pretty hard. You said Tyler Van Dyke and, and what's happening right now needs to be studied. Because if you just go through the timeline of events for this Tyler Van Dyke guy, I mean, there's a few that relate to us in the sense, hey, we wanted to interview him for 10 minutes and they tried to charge us $10,000. There's that. Yeah, was what the, was it? It, it was, it was what, 2000 for 10 minutes? Yeah, it was $2,000 for 10 minutes. They wanted to charge two, us. A year and a half ago, uh, Tyler Van Dyke's quote-unquote agent, is that is that applicable to, to call him? 100%. His NIL agent, Stone Labanowitz, reached out to his agent, who is a, a local guy, he's from the Treasure Coast, and said, hey, can we get Tyler Van Dyke on the radio show? Be great for him. Uh, put him in front of the audience in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. His agent replied back, oh, uh, for, for 10 minutes, we're charging $2,000. And at the time, uh, and the agent wasn't happy about this, we sort of, we, we, we ripped the agent and sort of ripped Tyler. A little bit, maybe unfairly at the time, but in retrospect, holy hell, we might as well just burn two thousand dollars. We might as well get two thousand dollars in ones and burn it. Uh, and what were we thinking in that spot? Who could have seen what what what's become of the guy? And and then he had the third shortest Heisman odds a few seasons ago, right? We were really excited about yeah. that. The schedule was easy. The ACC is as down as it's ever been. Tommy Reese trying to get a hold of him, bring him into at Tuscaloosa. All of these things happening. And now we find ourselves in the first or second week of November and they're 14.5-point underdogs to Florida State, and nobody has any hope that they win. Real Miami fans want to see Ja'Curry Brown and a mixture of Emery Williams. They don't even want to see TVD behind center. There's this narrative going around that if you drop eight and just rush three, I mean, you're going to get what you want with Tyler Van Dyke <laughs> because he's not able to do anything with his legs. So they're calling for, hey, let's get a mix of the freshmen and let's see what we got for their future. But I'll tell you one thing. If you take Florida State away from Tyler Van Dyke in his senior season – I would be astonished. I think it would be one of the most insane coaching decisions that I've ever seen in college football history. Just, just, just for us locally, like here, or myself, maybe personally. You go through everything you've gone through at Miami. You are now a senior. You expect to play at the next level and get paid to do so. And your head coach, especially being from Miami, wants to take that game away from you. Cannot see it happening, and I pray to God it does not happen. What is your personal biggest storyline in college football? Forget Connor Stallions, forget Michigan, forget sign stealing, forget conference realignment. Let's actually talk about some ball. What's your personal biggest storyline in college football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. We have our first ombudsmanship of the day here on the show. Uh, Ken Goldman is an Austin Powers movie, not James Bond. Come on, Theo. Come on, Stone. I was trying to tell him that. I'm like, Goldman. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Goldfinger. There was a game. Right. 007 gold member? No, I think it's gold finger. Gold finger. We had Stand to go by. look it up. We had to go look it up. But yeah, that was I knew it was wrong, but I just knew it was similar. It was there. We were right there on the cusp. I mean, Goldfinger yeah. is a Bond movie, 1964. Right, the game, Sean Connery. The game might have been named something differently. So let's just Golden Eye. Golden Eye. 
Ooh. That's not even close to gold member. All right, but it's gold. It, come on. Is it not close? It's yeah, not like, yeah, Goldeneye would be 1995. Yeah. Goldeneye yeah. Was, in, was the name of the uh, game. I mean, so. it, I mean, you can call this out all you want. Yeah. Like For me to call it a character like Odd Job, right, who takes off He's, the, the yeah. top piece. I mean, we, we know what we're talking we about. Know. And we if know. whoever said that wants to challenge us, I mean, we can bring in the cube. You can come spend a day oh with us. That's goodness. fine as well. No, you can't sit day. here and try and mask your mistake with, oh, I'll beat your ass on the cube. <laughs> I'll beat your ass on the GameCube. By the way, Goldfinger featured the legendary Bond character, Pussy Galore. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I never knew there was actually a, that's when you said Goldfinger. I was really thrown off board. I'm I'm more, mm-hmm. I'm even more thrown off board with that uh that moniker. So yep. that's fun. You mean Pussy Galore? Yeah, that's a. Uh-huh. I mean, talk about old nicknames I used to have. I, I, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh What was your what's your personal biggest storyline in college football? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. I know Theo's Jones in to talk some ball. Uh, I just, I, I'm so, uh, I'm, I'm done with the Paul Feinbaum and the punish him and the Pete Thamel and game day being caught up in it. I, 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 there, there's plenty more going on in college football, especially locally. The mystery of Tyler Van Dyke, but where are you going with this, Theo? There, there's no bigger story in a week like this in this state in college football than Miami FSU, but the, the angle I'm taking going it, I think, brings a little bit more gravitas to this, right? We talked about ACC kickoff two years ago uh, around the time we were trying to get Tyler Van Dyke and it was costing us 2000 It was the, the, the ultimate hype for Mario Cristobal who was coming in with this new style, this militaristic but also fun and exciting new thing that we were going to have in Miami. If we would have talked about two years from that moment that one coach in the Florida State-Miami game had a chance to put the nail in the coffin for the other one, we would have been thinking that Mario Cristobal would have a chance to have his guys march out there to Tallahassee and, and finish and off Mike Norvell. That's remember, a really good point. This is before you know Florida State has its big run in its year that gets people excited about the future, right? Like This is when Mike Norvell was on the hot seat. Mario Cristobal was the new toy. To now be just, again, that was, that was less than 20 months ago. To now be 20 months out, and we're standing here on the, on the eve here of, of Florida State-Miami, and Florida State is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, their quarterback, Jordan Travis, and remember, back then, TVD was the Heisman hopeful, the guy that was the shortest, third shortest, fourth shortest odds coming into the year. Jordan Travis has a chance, if he hangs another 50 ball on Miami like he did last year, to really rise the rankings and be a guy that's going to be in New York for the Heisman finalists. Like, Florida State, Mike Norvell, Jordan Travis, having a shot now to do this to Miami at home, and really put a, a massive hole in the future for the Miami Hurricanes, I think that's got to be the biggest story in college football right now, especially in this state. Stone, hear me out. The Miami Hurricanes are the Jets of college football. It's it, There are so many parallels. You're talking about one of the best defenses in the country. Parlay that with one of the worst quarterbacks slash offenses in the country. I think it's easy to do, yeah. But now, a, a are you willing... appears to be well in over his head. Are you willing to... I know your answer is yes. I just want to hear it out loud, and it's going to be really hard for me to stomach, but mm-hmm. you're comparing Tyler Van Dyke to Zach Wilson, aren't you? Yes. Stone. You and I feel bad about it because I like Tyler Van Dyke, other right. than when he wanted to charge us $2,000 to talk to him for 10 minutes. I didn't like that. That didn't make me feel good. But I'm, I'm pro Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, like when he told us he had a sweet NIL, NIL car, and then we asked him about it this year, and he said, no, got rid of that. Man, uh, life comes at you fast. Whew, boy. Uh, but, did but, he get rid of it, or did they come get it? 
I think it might have been the latter. That compounded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All they of a sudden, Toe Yeah, he never saw it again, right? Like, wait, well, you can't send me a car note for this. Y'all gave it to me. Yeah, South Beach Toe. Uh, but uh, I, I, I don't know if it's reached Zach Wilson levels of incompetence, but it's pretty close. I, I, I just, I don't know what's happened to him. The thing with Zach Wilson is, you know, he's just kind of bad. Uh, the thing with Tyler Van Dyke is that all of a sudden his abilities have, have dissipated, and I don't know what to attribute that to, but it's stunning. Can we attribute a little bit of it at least to like when he was at his best, the expectations were the lowest? It's kind of like Zach Wilson as well in a sense where it's like when nobody believes in Zach Wilson is when he pops, and he's like, whoa, was that? Did he just dart up the Chiefs defense and make a drive that could have won the game for him? And then for TVD... When the pressure got the biggest, when the Heisman hype was all around him, when 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 he's charging people two thousand for interviews, he gets out there and he he's a shell of himself. That could be part of it. A lot of his game is mental. Here's the thing: I I want to get behind that. I, I don't think Shannon Dawson and Mario Cristobal are going to get behind that because this is a spot where you have no expectations. You're double digit dogs right now to Florida State and one of the biggest rivalries college football has. Now. Where I, I go against the grain with Shannon Dawson and Mario Cristobal is they're not going to open the playbook up. This is a spot, right, with no expectations where you want TVD to throw the ball 50 times, right? Yeah. Chuck it around the yard, yeah. get your guys involved, put the ball in some of your guys' hands. They're not going to do they're that. Not. They're not going to do that. You, you will see them run the ball 35 times. They will stick to their plan. They will play really good defense uh. and try to put Florida State in some weird situations. They are not going to open it up for TVD, and for that I'm not excited for the game at all. Uh, what is your personal biggest storyline in college football? We're not doing Michigan sign stealing stuff. We're not talking conference realignment. I, I, it, it has caused me to to feel an emptiness inside. Uh, I, I haven't felt since. I mean, to be quite honest, uh, the end of Big Bang Theory. I, the, the, I, I love that show. Mm. I, I love that show, and I miss it. It's not the same in syndication. Uh, what's your personal biggest storyline in college football? But that surprised you, Stone. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And real quick, guys, we talked to James Bond. We misidentified Goldfinger for Goldmember. Uh, you guys sure <laughs> do love challenging people in the general audience uh, on GameCube to play them in 007. Uh do you, have you ever seen any of the James Bond movies? Yeah, I've seen some of the newer ones with uh, not the actor that I, I should probably know the name of right now. I know that doesn't make you happy, but uh, yeah, uh, you know I haven't. You can stick. <laughs> you guys can stick the black and white ones. Me and Theo like the uh, new school ones. New school over here. Shout but Theo just said he's never seen a James Bond movie. That's not what I said. I said you know I haven't. I didn't say that I hadn't seen a movie. You kind of you're assuming a lot, a lot right there. So yeah. have you seen a James Bond movie? You want to just ask me that question straight up like that? Yeah, and and Stone, you were thinking Daniel Craig. He's the <laughs> new guy. Yep, love Daniel Craig. No, I haven't. Seen, I haven't seen any James Bond. Oh, yeah. are, are you are are you more into the James Bond movies? <laughs> Or the James Bond video games. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also, what's your personal biggest storyline in college football? 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. I say the mysterious demise of Tyler Van Dyke. Theo says that in a 20-month span, we've gone from this game this Saturday being can Mario Cristobal put the nail in the Mike Norvell coffin to can Mike Norvell make people 
people really, really start questioning the future of Canes football with Mario Cristobal in a stunning reversal. 888-760-3776. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Also, Stone, how many times did you and your friends on 007 just get into slap fights? Uh, as far as what, like physically? Like, no, like, uh, no, not you. Yeah, when you put friend. the guns down, you just bah, yeah, bah, and you bah, bah. you just start slapping each other yeah. on the game. Not in real life, yeah. man. All the time, and now you got me thinking. Right, what was one of the drones called? Right, where you could fly the drone and snipe your boy without even paying attention. I'm thinking about screen watching. Right, I did get into oh, fist yeah, fights, like yeah. actual slap slapping fights, because I would get caught screen watching. Um, my buddies, when we were trying but to. Are you serious? Screen. You got into physical altercations while playing 007? You can't screen watch, bro. Yeah, yeah. that's a exactly. You hear the tone Theo no has with me right yeah. now. Like that's what it is with Big Wait, Brother. He's Theo, like, Theo, have you ever gotten into a into a physical altercation playing video games? No, I have not. Well, yes, playing video games, yes, not with 007. Hundred percent for video games. Are yeah. you kidding me? Hundred percent. I think yeah. I still still do. You know, at times I would. That is unhinged. Have you ever gotten into a fight? <laughs> A fight, a physical fight, a confrontation while playing video games. I've never heard of such a thing in my life. And Stone and Theo just calmly, oh, yeah, I got in a fight playing video games. Who does that? That's savage crap. Listen, listen, younger brothers can, can Theo, are you a younger brother or older brother? I'm a middle child, so I had a so big brother. Yeah. So, so what happens being a younger sibling here is there comes a turning of the tide when you can finally start to beat your older brother or sister in that game. Yep. And they never really take that well. So that whether it's Super well. Smash Brothers, whether it was FIFA, Madden, you know, you never catch a win from ages 6 to 12. But when you turn 13 yep. and you use Pikachu or you use, you know, a team on Madden or NCAA or FIFA and you get that win against Big Brother, it, it, it gets physical. And, and he doesn't want to let that slide. And, you know, there's a punch thrown and, and everything gets, you, you know you know what I mean? I can't, Ken, don't you have a sister? No, I don't, you don't have a brother. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I don't have a brother. <laughs> he said, no, I don't. Ken I don't is trying to separate himself from this as far I, as I just possible. love how Stone's like, oh, you know, sometimes things go sideways in the video game and then you just throw a punch. No, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> Uh, what was your personal biggest storyline in college football? Are you more a fan of the James Bond movies or the James Bond video games? And have you ever gotten in a physical fight over a video game? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, let's go to Lake Worth. And Kevin is on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. What's up, Kev? How we doing, fellas? Good. Great. So, so yeah, um, I'm one of four boys in my family. We absolutely 1,000% have fought over video games many, many times. Uh, when I first beat my brothers, my older brothers at Madden, I gloated way too much. Yeah. And uh, I, got, I paid for it. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I beat my one brother with a last-second shot in NBA Live 06, back before 2K was big, uh, yeah, we got in a fight out, uh, because of that. So 1,000% fought over video games. Easy, I, easy, Kevin, easy. Kevin, I appreciate the call. I can't tell you, I, and I mean this in all sincerity, I can't tell you how fortunate I feel that in my life 
I became a father of daughters and not <laughs> meathead meatball boys. I am in awe right now. And not in the good kind of awe. As bad in awe. the cheeses. <laughs> what they call bad awe. I cannot believe you meatheads. 888-760-3776. I'm going to ponder this. What's your personal biggest storyline in college football? 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Lavecca in Chicago. Lavecca, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Barack messages. What I'm most focused on with college football, I want to see FAU make bowl eligibility, even if they don't get a bid. That is Barack. FAU right now, uh, they have uh, four, four wins, four wins with one, two, three games left to go, three games left to go. Four and five, nine. Yeah, that makes sense. Going to be cutting it close. They are going to be cutting it close. They have East Carolina this Saturday. East Carolina this Saturday for tickets. 866-FAU-WALLS-FAU-TICKETS.COM. I'm in Chicago. I, meaning me, Ken Levicka, I'm in Chicago, FAU basketball, number 10 in the nation. They open their year against Loyola tonight at the Barstool Invitational. I'll have that call on the FAU Sports Media Network. Uh, I, I, I think being in the Midwest has really triggered this, though, because this is the center of the Big Ten universe, and it's all Harbaugh and all Michigan all the time. And you turn on first take, and you turn on get up, and it's fine bomb, and he's ranting and raving and throw the book at Harbaugh. But the Big Ten better be careful because there's more uh, vile characters. They better make sure their house is in order. Uh, enough. Like, enough. Enough. Uh, Purdue uh, whole-assed had coach sign-stealing scouting reports handed to it by Ohio State and by Rutgers before the Big Ten title game a year ago. That's just as bad, if not worse, than bringing out your cell phone and having Connor Stallions buy you some tickets five rows up uh, at, uh, at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. Like, just enough. Enough of it. So I want to talk actual ball, actual college football. What for you is your personal biggest storyline in college football? And very important here, have you ever gotten in a physical fight over video games? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Oh, I'm forgetting one too, right, uh, Theo? Uh, do you prefer the James Bond movies or the James Bond uh, video games? Yeah, I mean, the there video games obviously better than the movies, but the movies are great. Uh, the, the movies are great, so much so that Theo has never, ever, ever seen one. Uh, Ken in Royal Palm. Hi, other Ken on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. How you doing? Uh, I think the storyline for football is like the Pac-12 and how well those teams are playing, particularly on their last year in existence. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that they've been a pleasant surprise. I think it's fun. It's competitive. Washington right now, I think that they have the Heisman Trophy winner and uh, they're headed to the college football playoff. Uh, I mean, Stone loves Michael Penix Jr. I like Michael Penix Jr. an awful lot. So, yeah, I think that's that, that's a, a great call. Now, Ken, when you're talking about the Pac-12 playing really well, you're talking about offensively, right? Not defensively. I'm talking offensively. I was yes. talking to the real Ken. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, predominantly. I mean, I, I can't wait to see how the season plays out for like a team like Oregon, whether they make the college football playoff. And as far as James Bond, the movies rule, 
you know, I leave the gaming to the younger generation. I go out and play. Mm. So wait, you're doing you touch what, grass. Whoa, whoa, you're doing what James Bond was doing in the movies? No, I'm doing what, I, what he might have done if he played on the court. Okay, bet, bet. You hoping, you hoping. Okay, I got you, my dog. I got you. My bad. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Ken. Wait, what yeah. is he talking about? I well, I, I think thought it was about shooting people, whether it was paintball, <laughs> airsoft, or, or you know, God knows slap, what. Or what about slapping him? Just slap him. He sounded like a guy who might just come up and slap you. I thought he was letting us know, because usually you use that. I mean, I think he just slipped up, because he, he's thinking video games like sports video games. We're talking about the James Bond one where you're shooting people. Mm. Right, but then he said on the court. Like, like, what is he talking about? I hope he's not. Like, he doesn't play 2K. He does it in real life. Yeah, but we weren't talking about 2K, so it wasn't applicable. I don't. But other than what that, does James Bond do on the court? What position does James Bond play? Is he like a two guard? He's a shooter. Yeah, he's definitely a shooter. <laughs> shooter. Shoot first. Uh, <laughs> uh, like God. Nick Young. What position would <laughs> what position would James Bond play in basketball? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Um, we, uh, we have another message here from uh, Sean. Uh, my, my college football storyline not involving Michigan, not involving conference realignment. Jaden Daniels is going to get screwed out of a Heisman because LSU has a historically bad defense. Well, I'll see your Jaden Daniels and raise you a Caleb Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, Jaden Jaden Daniels is is not the prime example I'd be using in this discussion about quarterback getting screwed out of the Heisman because his defense can't get anybody off the field. I mean, that got thrown out the window when they got bodied by two possessions to the Alabama Crimson Tide last weekend. Yeah, right. Well, Jaden Daniels also got bodied, like literally. Exactly. Bodied. Yeah. I, I saw it on that hit. A lot of people said, oh, my God, dastardly football. What is Alabama doing? Like, was it a dangerous hit? Sure. Was it a purposeful uh, try and hurt Jaden Daniels? Like, no. It was a, it, 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 it's someone rushing the quarterback. He left his helmet high, hit him in the chin. That stuff happens. I'm just sick of every time there's a big hit and someone gets a concussion, we start reaching for the pitchforks and the torches. Like, that has to stop. That has to stop. I, I think also, I mean, people, you're just looking for something to be upset about these days on the internet anyway. So it's like, if that's a that's an easy hot bucket button topic. You know, if you tweet something about it, you'll get some support. It's one of those things. It's low-hanging fruit. Uh, Stone, what, what, what are you focused on most? What's your college football storyline? This was tough for me because you kind of just hinted at where I wanted to go with the roughing the passers call, the unsportsmanlike conduct, all of these things in the sport where I, I think, one, I question who's in charge, who's making these decisions, who is telling the refs, well, hey, we have I to try firmly, to be as safe as possible. Well, I firmly believe that every every officiating crew has its own definition of targeting. Which they I, do. I, I, FAU's leading linebacker, Jalen Wester, two weeks ago in the win over Charlotte, he got called for targeting and got ejected from the game for hitting a quarterback in the midsection with his shoulder. But they said that he was launching his helmet with intent. Again, at the abs of Charlotte's starting quarterback. No officiating crew has the same definition for targeting, which makes it the most frustrating call, the most frustrating aspect uh, rules-wise in football. 100%. And then the Shiloh Sanders hit that got him ejected from like, the ball game. On. It was one of the most brutals that, that like, we've ever how seen. How many are we talking shoulder? Are we talking intent? Like, nobody knows what targeting is. Yeah, I feel bad for defenders. But that's not where I'm going to go. I'm going to Nick Saban and Tuscaloosa and the Alabama Crimson Tide. They're back. I mean, I don't want to say we wrote them off, but in a sense, I feel like when they lost to Texas earlier this year, we did write them off. They're, and they're just doing it in like that machine-like Alabama manner. Exactly. 
Exactly. And it's cool to see Nick Saban evolve and adapt, right? Jalen Milrow is not much of a passer, although he's not awful. He likes to tote the rock, and, and that's something that Nick Saban has realized is becoming more and more of a thing with the guys behind center, and he's adapting to it, and it's really cool to see Nick Saban in 2023 adapt, like I said. But seriously, it, the conversation now becomes who would get the fourth hypothetical playoff spot. You're talking about a Big 12 winner or a one-loss Texas mm. or the SEC winner and one-loss Alabama. I do think Alabama beats Georgia. I do think they beat Kentucky handily this weekend. Alabama football is back, I, I think, in the machine manner that you talked about. I love this team. Um, I'm going to continue to keep throwing chunks of change on them. I love what Nick Saban's been able to do. I think Alabama is going to be in the playoffs, and I do think they have a chance to win a national championship, and not many people are talking about them. Wow. That's pretty good. That's a great call because also uh-huh. it feels like Bama loves to win in those years where we're like not expecting it. We're like, well, this is the year boom. we're writing off Bama. And yep. then boom, right back on us. Yep, and it was funny because we had the conversation at the beginning of the season what they were going to do at quarterback, and we thought – is the dynasty dead? Yeah. Like, is Nick Saban... We're doing, we had the same conversation we're having with Bill Belichick. Yeah. But Saban's been able to right the ship, and now they're just going to blow everybody out. I think his team understands what they need to do, and I love that point, Theo. Yeah. That any time we write them off, or any time we throw them out for dead, they're right there, and they're right in the mix. And I think this year is a perfect example of it. Uh, do we, uh, can, we, can we trigger some, uh, some breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire Stone? Breaking news on ESPN 1063 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. I'm not saying that it's hilarious the struggles the Patriots are going through, but I'm saying it's hilarious the struggles the Patriots are going through. This according to Sports Illustrated. The Patriots benched corners J.C. Jackson and Jack Jones for the beginning of their game last week because they missed team curfew at the hotel the night before the game. The Patriots also having J.C. Jackson stay home from Germany this week for their game against the Colts so we can have a, quote, mental reset. The Patriots and and Theo J.C. Jackson, they're just down so bad. I, They're down so bad. I, this J.C. Jackson thing is crazy. Like, he was their guy. He was a huge free agent. They went and traded for him uh, a couple of games into this year to help solidify a bad secondary, and he's a mess. I, I can't imagine. I mean, this the drop-off for J.C. Jackson to now, like, irrelevant, now not able to, you know, line up for, a, for an NFL game. They just signed him to a five-year, what, $82 million deal <laughs> a year ago? And he's already like a guy that you're keeping off of road trips. It's amazing. Like he, whatever it is that he's doing to piss off these coaches and owners and staff, it's working. Uh, by the way, Stone, good news for you. Um, the Giants are going with Tommy DeVito at quarterback on Sunday. Uh, please explain why that's good news for me. I mean, that's your guy. That's Tommy your guy. DeVito is your guy. He stays on your mind. That's right. You just you ask random coaches about Tommy DeVito right. unprompted. So I figured that's your guy. Tommy so, th- DeVito. Is the worst NFL quarterback <laughs> oh in the past 20 years. Since Zach Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson beat him. I mean, in one of the, he, in one of the, he really beat oh him my goodness. in one of the did best he, football games that we've ever laid our eyes on uh, in MetLife between two juggernauts. Did that game have to have, like, they could have caught that thing at halftime. They should have. Like, Tommy DeVito, the, the conversation needs to go to a place and. We have these conversations now where we're really, really upset with NFL quarterbacks right now. Like, just the low, low bar that is set. There are so many guys. 
And we had, I, I love this from Nick Wright yesterday, and I hate to bring up Colin Kaepernick, not for the reason of Colin Kaepernick. Nick but Wright be, of, be, of FS1. Yeah, but be, because we're going to roll our eyes at it. I love the prospect of, we put on Colin Kaepernick uh, at the beginning of the season, or when the Jets, you know, when floated it out there, not that the Jets floated it out there, whoever floated it out there, the Probably Jets were looking at Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick's two people yes, yes. put it out there. Yeah. yeah, but the reason they didn't bring him in was the fact that he needed about four to six weeks to really learn the playbook and learn the offense. Well, Josh Jobs has put an end to that. Yeah. He took yeah, a fire he, extinguisher he, and blew he, that he thing out. about four to six hours. And so there are so many other quarterbacks out there who need four to six hours to play better football than Tommy DeVito. I mean, you can call Cam Newton off the couch right now. I guarantee yeah. you he plays better football than Tommy DeVito. The state of quarterbacking in the NFL is at an all-time low right now. Each and every week, guys are getting banged up, tossed in and out of lineups right now. And it sparked it because, I mean, Mac Jones, at some point, need oh. to take him out to the pasture and let that let, let the man go. Old Yeller style. He's done. <laughs> but like, Send him to the farm upstate. <laughs> He's just so bad. Uh, man, what uh, what's your personal biggest storyline in college football? We'll keep taking your calls at 888-760-3776 and your social media at KLV1063. And hooray as we prepare for another weekend of New York Jets and New York Giants football. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. When we progress on through this show, we get back to grading things because the athletic ESPN, it's the midseason of the NFL. So in the spirit of creative ideas, midseason grades. So if they can do it, why not us? LaVica, Theo, and Stone grade things when we return on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I'm not going to be in studio at all this week in uh, in West Palm. I'm in Chicago. Uh, and thanks to uh, ESPN Chicago on State Street for, uh, for their hospitality, allowing me to do the show from here. Appreciate you guys. But I, I wanted to ask both of you, do we have coffee pods yet? That's going to be a no. That's I think, a no? I think that's going to be a no. Yeah, that's the... Uh... <sighs> It's rough, man. Hey, we miss what you. What is going on over there? We miss you in Hall. I think when you were here, the push was stronger and stronger. Now, I did hear through sources that coffee pods might be on the way. They might be on the way. I heard so from sources. So you mean someone's physically just gone to Target and bought them, and they're bringing them back, or what? This is more so just, uh, this is more so right from the uh, the horse's mouth, as they say. Uh, <laughs> okay, that, uh, who's, the, who's the horse here? Uh, the one that would be in charge of um of getting the coffee in house that would be no not Tina it's it's, oh. it's uh it's, yes it's Jess I don't want to put names oh, out there but our oh, teammate Jess oh uh, station mom Jess yes 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 um, she's right, well. she's handling it so so what have you guys done coffee wise uh because I'm worried about you guys and I'm curious have you just bought coffee from the outside mostly, instead of being able to brew it in studio mostly just suffer what about you Stone did you <laughs> oh yeah it's mostly suffered uh. Right now, we currently have a situation where Stone's unable to talk. Oh, good, 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 um, good, good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. This is this is the ESPN West yes. Palm I know and love. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. I'm here at ESPN Chicago, our sister station, I see all this high-tech equipment, these boards and things that work. Uh, and I do miss the near catastrophe we're always teetering on at ESPN West Palm. So what you're telling me, Theo, is that, that that moment has arrived. Yes, we yes, yes. We have reached catastrophe. We have reached maybe uh, DEFCON. Is one 
the like the scariest or Defcon would be I think the highest level of of catastrophe. Right. So we're we're doing that right now. We're on that right now. <laughs> we're, so we're on that one right now. <laughs> well, uh, while while they try and sort through the catastrophe in West Palm, me here in Chicago, I might as well take this advantage uh, take advantage of this time I should say to tell you about the FAU MBA Sport Management yes. Program. FAU.edu/mba sport. In fact, there are many FAU MBA Sport Management grads here in the city of Chicago working in sports. They're in South Florida working in sports. They're in Texas working in sports. They're in New York working in sports. They're overseas working in sports. You get the gist. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. This is your path to the sports industry. It's such an expansive industry. There's a million different ways in which you can branch out and everything you need to learn is right there with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. You don't have to just take it from me. You can take it from Sport Business, the preeminent sports business Mm. magazine. They rank the FAU MBA, MBA Sport Management Program, number 10 in the world in postgraduate sport management degrees. It's so easy. Just go to fau.edu slash MBA sport. All the questions you need answered are right there. You can find the proper people to contact and you register for classes either summer semester 2024, fall semester 2024, right there at your fingertips. fau.edu slash MBA sport. fau.edu slash MBA sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management program uh is uh is, is stone able to talk again theo or is he still catastrophizing uh let's see let's see on three one two three breaker breaker one oh! nine breaker breaker one nine you're back i think we got stones everything okay everything's all right man everything's all right was uh the dave say was that heard over air or is it is it that noise that we heard that is- noise was definitely heard over the air <laughs> okay everyone, so everyone, everyone caught a glimpse of that one when i uh when i when i heard that uh i i figured that uh something something really really nefarious was taking place i think stone's microphone might have imploded yep um just for a quick second though um <laughs> we got in there screwdriver i think it was a flathead it was a phillips i couldn't tell from i mean here. you're joking but that's literally how we fixed it yeah <laughs> so well, with the screwdriver though did you just start hitting stuff and it started working again <laughs> I, I feel like that's how we just uh, we fix things around the studio. We just hit it a couple of times and maybe blowing it like a Nintendo. Yeah, you, you loosen it, didn't work. You tighten it, then you tighten it a little more. You loosen it a little more, and until it, it kicks back in, yeah, you <laughs> give it a little you tap, 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 and you're all good yeah. to go. Uh-huh. Uh, like you used speak- to do when you were uh, a kid and your TV didn't work with the antennas, right. and you just bat, bat, bat the top of it. Just hit the top of it, adjust the antennas yeah. a little bit, uh, put the tinfoil on the tips, and you're all good. That's it. Uh, when when we come back, speaking of catastrophe, I don't know what Robert Sala is doing with the Jets. And the best way to come back from uh, from catastrophic technical difficulty on a radio show is to start grading some things. Yes. Lavica, Theo, and Stone grade stuff when we come back. He is, oh, our sound effects work too. Thank God. Thank you, radio God. Bless you. Amen. That's Stone Lebanowitz. He's Theo Dorsey. I'm Ken Lavica. Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.